As usual, this week's podcast is sponsored by Appear on Clothing. You can visit the website and look at our brand new blue polo, which has just been released. We've also released our new red polo, which you'll see across the social media page. If you want to follow Appear on Clothing and follow the journey of the Appear on Athletes, the Appear on Clothing Instagram is at Appear on underscore clothing. And for the athletes, it's at Appear on Athlete. And if you want to go to the website, we've still got the Bogey Boys 10% code, which is Bogey Boys 10. Uh, all listeners get 10% off uh, your, your full order. It's www.appearon-clothing.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark. As always, this is season three, episode 19. Zhang rose to the top. She certainly did. Shit. What a performance by the kid. She's a. It's mad because when you watch her, she doesn't look like she's doing like anything unbelievable, but like she just sits high, but it's like two foot from like 200 yards and that. Yeah, she's got it nailed, hasn't she? Uh, there's no like weakness, like we'll come on to the LPJ tour in a minute, but like she's just like that's the f- I know, like it's bad this because we do a golf podcast, but that's like the first time I've been glued to the LPJ tour watching that last night. I was up to like half one quarter two in the morning watching it. Well, like you say, you know, we will come on to it later, but she's there's definitely an opportunity for one person to transcend the, the women's game now, isn't there? When you think of she's already broke Tiger's record, hasn't she? And then she's done what no one else has managed to do since 1951. So there you go, there you boom. go. But golf news, have you got any? What have we got? So, loads of weird. I've been just on a weird Google search today. Oh, so, on. Tiger's record obviously got beat by Rose Zhang, yeah. So, she's like 20 years old or whatever, she's 21, 20, yeah. 20, yeah. Broke that record, but Steve Stricker on the other end of the scale has broke Woods' record of 52 rounds of par or better in a row. Right, okay. That's mad, Does that count it? on the on the old fella's tour or what? I think it's just rounds, isn't it? Rounds in a row, put your England golf in and get on with it. <laughs> Weirdly enough as well, Twickenham and MK Don's London Stadium right. are being turned into nine old golf courses. Mad one. What, like, temporary? Yeah, so like there's nine greens on the field, yeah, yeah, and then you're like hit from all the stands and the dugout, and then you can go into like the clubhouse, which has got like simulators in and all that. Sick, mad. I was looking at today. There's people teeing off from like the top balcony in there. Fast, that. I know. Weird, yeah, isn't it? that's sick, that. Yeah, and then obviously the U.S. Open qualifying this week, which is known as like the longest day in golf or something, isn't it? Because you'd have to, yeah, like, you have to do all sorts of. All sorts yeah. of madness, but Jaden Song is a 13-year-old golfer, and he becomes the youngest person to ever make it into the final qualifying. Nice. What's his shot, you know? I don't know what he shot, but he's he's got through. To finals, yeah? Yeah. And then Andrew Putman, Adam Schenk, and Lee Hodges have all qualified for the Open for the finishes, the finishes at yeah. Memorial. Yeah. So it goes from 13-year-old Jaden Song, you've got like 15-year-old Smith Summerlin, and then you've got all the way up to like 59-year-old Davis Love the Third, all trying to qualify for the US Open. Class, isn't it? It's That's sick, what's isn't so it? good about the Open events, isn't it? 
like ten thousand people qualify, like try and qualify for the event. Yeah, down to like the last um hundred and seven, and like or across like. I don't know if we mentioned it the other week. David Horsey qualified at Walton Heath the other week. Didn't oh he? yes, yeah, not sure yeah. if you mentioned. I that, can't but... remember no, but it's a uh... yeah, it's a slog, isn't it? But thirteen, bit mad, isn't it? Be boss if he gets through, like like nine year olds trying to qualify in the women's. Then it just shows you the way golf's going, man. Oh, that's crazy! With yeah. the technology now, it just shows that they can make clubs for any swings for anyone. Yeah. So kids can hit the ball just as good as obviously not as far when when they're younger, but they can hit it just as good, can't they? And accurate. Yeah, and then another bit, little bit of news: Victor Hovland straight off his win is jump straight on the bag for his old college yeah. room, trying to help him qualify for the US Open. How's he going? Like, Did he do it? I haven't looked, but i just no. seen that he was on the bag, and I was just like, that is mental. Fantastic, that, isn't it? But on to the golf. What do you know? About? The golf that just happened. Are we not doing a birdie bogey bus now? Straight on. Straight into what? I don't know. What? Do we usually go to have a little review, don't we? I thought we did the baby boy work. Go on then, yeah. No, go straight into the, this that time again if you want. Yeah, come on then. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie bust. The birdie boogie bust. Birdie bogey bust. What's your birdie then? Well, there's only one, isn't there, really? The title says it all, didn't it? Isn't it? First time out, Rose Zhang getting the job done. Like, that's got to be the... Unless you've got something better that happened. No, not this one. No, definitely <laughs> not. No, the um, nine days after turning a professional, it says she's won the NCAA title and the LPGA first title within 13 days of each other. It's crazy, that. It's just nuts, yeah. Yeah, so we mentioned there last week, didn't we, that, you know, nobody spent as, as, as long a time as she has at the top of 41 weeks. And there's always that difficult transition, isn't there, from amateur to professional, you think... Is she going to just rise to the scene? And mm. obviously she did, didn't she? And it weren't a weak field either. No, of course not. There was fuller. Well, she was in a playoff against the major champion. Like it's yeah. Who, they were ironically the two last women to win at Augusta. Oh, was Jennifer Kupcher the last woman to win there? Was yeah, she? yeah, yeah. American. American. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Anyway, well, that's what they were saying to like Augusta National, like past champions, the last two women to. Do it at Augusta, that's what yeah, he was saying. I can't remember who won it last year before Rosang. Was it a was it a Brazilian girl? Not too sure, you know. But yeah, no, you, you always look, don't you, and think, like, like Duncan McCarthy said, didn't he? New Pond, totally different ball game. But obviously she's rose to the occasion, and yeah, like obviously it doesn't get better than getting tweets off the likes of Tiger Woods. He said incredible few weeks for, for Rosang, defends an NCAA title and then wins in her pro debut. Go card. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Rory's come out and said some stuff, and so has Michelle Wee West as well. Well, in the ma- do you want to just talk about that now? Because about what yeah, you don't yeah. know, do you want to get on no, to? No, it? let's get, let's talk about that. Yeah, like obviously she had this experience at Gilly on the bag, and when I was watching it, he was talking a lot of it, giving a lot of em- emphasis to having him there, and then the day before when she shot like 66 or whatever, like she went for the green on the 16th and she hit the green. She had like a 15 footer for the Eagle. And they were saying up to that point, she'd only missed four fairways and that shot was going to count as a missed fairway. And they were like, you know, you're playing some serious golf when a hit green is classed as a missed fairway. It's like, like that's like, a, she was number one for driving accuracy. Yeah. And then she, I think she was number one for like, 
uh, putts inside like ten foot. But then on the on the last day when I was I was watching it on that sixteenth, like she could have went for it, but like I think the caddy told her to lay up, so she laid up, put a wedge into like three foot, thinking like she'd have a two shot lead going down with two to play, and then she missed it. Yeah, and then she played seventeen. It's a like a first putt miles past, and then missed the one coming back, and it was like. Oh, no, sorry, she nailed the one coming back, like a good 15-footer, and then playing the A-team, she drove her into the bunker. So there was, like, little signs of, like, nervousness. Yeah. And, like, the commentators were talking when she was in this bunker on 18, saying, like, you know, it'd be she could probably get a 7-iron at this, like, maybe an 8 would be better to, like, you know, to definitely get it up over there. And she ended up hitting 5-iron out, right up to the front of the green, chipping up to, like, 10-foot, but then missing it. So then, obviously, it went to a playoff. Yeah. And then, obviously, first playoff hole, she's come down, put it into the right bunker, hit it short of the green, chipped up, and like, and it couldn't have been in the more exact same spot. Boxed the putt. Cup show was, like, six foot away, nailed it. And then she's laid back short of the bunker in the second playoff hole. She's got rescue in Cup show, had a nine, an eight iron in, sorry. Yeah. Fatted it. And then zangs it, rescue before it to, like, Eight foot. Yeah, it was quality, one it? Yeah. Just right. The and game. then Cup shows it a first putt and degreened it. Like over the hill, down, and then just. Far away. Then literally put missed on coming up two putts for the win. Like the rest is history. Do you know what I mean? It, it was like. It is history, though, isn't it? Well, it's, it is. It's history, though. It's like it's. You just didn't, like, you know, there's a tendency now in it to put the world on her shoulders and say, like, she's the one. This is it. You know. I remember Jennifer Cupcho when she turned she turned professional as a world number one, didn't she? But mm. didn't get off to such a fast start. Not many people do. But what where do you think she can go? Because like you say, a distance she hasn't got the distance has she just yet? No. But she has got the accuracy. You know, yeah, well. courses are to have a tendency to be shorter on the LPGA tour than you would generally see on on like a PGA tour or a European tour, isn't it? So. Is distance a big key factor for somebody like her? Will she get come unstuck in the majors when it does get a bit longer and a bit tougher? Or will that accuracy play a part? And like, can she be a major champion? Well, when you say distance, it isn't like a, a, she hasn't, she isn't massive, but like she was knocking it past the playing partners. She was playing with one of the AJ, AJGA or whatever it was, yeah, uh, yeah. Pl- players. I've just realized there when I'm looking at the, at the stats, Cupshaw won the first and Roses won the last one. But Anna Davis, who she was playing with, won the one before Rosang. So that's what they must have been saying about the two people playing together. Right, she's played with both past champions. Yeah, so they were talking about them two playing together, and like they're in the like the in like the final groups, and obviously Cup shows in the playoff. So Scott's the bottom of that anyway. <laughs> um, Would well, you know what, to win could... round to win round, like you say though, to win round Augusta, you've got to be some sort of player, haven't you? You know what well, I mean? They don't just it. give in the men's ones. I know they play it off different tees, but in the men's event, don't just give away green jackets. You've got to play unbelievable golf. So to go and win it against the top amateurs in the world, you've got something about you, haven't you? That's why it's clear to see like Cupcho wins it as a world number one amateur, goes on to the LPJ tour, takes a bit of time to settle in, obviously eventually gets a major over the line. Obviously, Rose Zhang now has just got off to an absolute flyer. I mean, we all thought she was good, but nobody really expected to just turn up and win, did they? No. I expect to win the open, like, but <laughs> but it's. Do you know what you say about the actually like the distance? But like, obviously, she was knocking past. I can't remember the other Tinkertle, Athia Tinkertle. Yeah, she was knocking past there. 
Well, do you know, maybe it's not. And she's yeah. won a few times. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe Jennifer Cook chose different because she does it a long way, but, you know, you're talking about it in Rescue Woods and compared to Nine Irons there. Mm-hmm. Into yeah. final holes. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, she... <sighs> You, you can't really say anything, but she's just going to yeah. win every time no, she sees her up. Yeah, definitely. I'm not looking for weaknesses. I'm just, you know, the next question is, like, can she win a major? Because, you know, it was probably going to be settle in. Can she get a card? She's accepted membership, hasn't she, by, mm. by taking that win there. So she's now a established LPGA Tour winner. The next things on her list are going to be, you know, how many can I actually win? What records can I break? Can I win a major? How quick can I win a major? Exams first, eh? Oh, exams first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got to go and finish off at college, <laughs> yeah. which is like mental to even talk about. But it is, isn't it? I suppose, like, yeah, your golf career doesn't last forever, does it? The tiger go back and finish his exams or what? The tiger just got rid, mate. He got off. Tiger yeah. got signed, sealed, and delivered for about 30. What was it, 70 mil? Yeah. Like, he didn't like, need no paperwork. Talking about living that, like, Tiger went to his first tournament on Nike's private chest. Like, <laughs> what? But, like, you've got to think that, that she could actually do for golf, for women's golf now, what Tiger done for men's. Like, yeah. Really? Because people, like, who don't even like play golf? You know when people that don't even play golf ask you about who's this Rosang and that? Yeah, like it, like when they ask like that, then you know no, they've def- got a clue. Yeah. Like people, people love dominance, don't they? Yeah, everybody who watches sport loves dominance. That's why in basketball, your Michael Jordan was loved so much, and you know your LeBron James and players like that. And then you go to NFL, Tom Brady. You go into football, players who like dominate on the pitch, like. As a fan of the sport, you love yeah. to see that, don't you? Like the people at the top of the like game. Like the transcend Ronaldo, Messi and that. That's it, yeah. So you're looking at somebody like, like it's Phil been a Matthew. while, hasn't it? Like nobody, in, even in the men's game, since you say Tiger Woods, nobody's took the bull by the horns after you and just literally transcended the game. Like Tiger, I suppose Tiger was a bit different. He come into golf when it weren't really, don't want to like do anyone any dis- disservice by saying this, but... He didn't come into the sport when it was like an athletic as an athletic sport. They were no, in he changed the, the game. They were in the gym. Was the speed wasn't a thing. No. Tiger turns up, fit young lads, ripping it, hitting it with speed, and then next thing, a couple of years later, he turns up with all these muscles, and all of a sudden, he's still winning as an athletic player. Or yeah. everybody follows suit. Whereas that's already well, in like the game now, isn't it? Wearing visors, overweight, like low smoking, smoking all on the, the time. Course, yeah, like. That was your average, like stereotypical golfer. Now yeah. your stereotypical golfer's a beast. Yeah, like Bryson, he, Brooks, Bryson Brooks, like yeah. Rory beefed Tiger. up, yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick beefed up. Like you need that strength to like to compete now. To compete, otherwise, if you're not athletic, really, you, you... well, the game's got up another level, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, it, like, the speed that they swing it, you know, technically, and it's longevity as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the fitter and stronger you are, the longer you can play for. Yeah, exactly. And then the the, the courses are putting the rough up to go. To stop them doing it, so they need to be even like stronger, faster. Yeah, I'm just thinking, what can what can Rose Zhang do to transcend the game? It's just win, 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 isn't it? Win, win, win. Yeah, and just because it's being... not just that; it's the character as well, isn't it? It's what yeah. comes with it, and she represents herself well on the on on the mic, and that doesn't she? So, well, yeah, I've actually got a comment here for what she said straight away. She a face words her, "What is happening?" <laughs> 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 and it's like she had like poker face, like. Staying, looking at her eyes for the whole like two. I only put, only come on after the um, men's, men's golf. Game, yeah. It was on YouTube, I think. But I, I was watching the men's, and then she just didn't look. And I had any emotion. 
a little smile here and there, drink of water and that. And then she's like, I just can't believe it. Like, I'm like, she's she went last week. I was, I won the NCAAs and turn pro and come out here. It's just been amazing. Like, so she's like humble, but like focused. It's yeah, she's it's just de- come deadly. off the, she's just come off the back of breaking, like we say, one of the if not the greatest golfer of all times records, you know, and um, playing a first tournament. There's probably she's probably just gone in relaxed, no pressure, probably not expecting to win. Go out, play your game, and then all of a sudden you've got a two shot lead going into the final final round, and then you've got a one shot lead going down eighteen, one hole to go. Unfortunately, like you mentioned before, she made a bogey, but still got the job done in the end. But like, do you know, if she didn't win, like it would have been painful. What does that do to you? I, I don't think, know. I mean, because she's so. I somebody put a tweet up. I can't remember what it was, but it was like something to do with her last so many events. And it was like, win, 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 tied 12th, win, 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 tied 12th. Do you know what I mean? It was just ridiculous results of how many tournaments she'd won. So it's like, she's not used to losing, but losing at an amateur level compared to losing at the top level in pro golf is probably different. Like we mentioned with the two ponds and stuff. I mean, not used to lo- winning 12, 20 events. She had 12 wins, five top tens and only one, out of them, twenty was outside the top ten. Yeah, that's what I mean. So she's so like, used. Yeah. So what? What would that? What would that do to her not win? You could think that, like, or maybe I've that. stepped up a game. Maybe I'm not good enough and all that. But to come out there and just win, that's unreal. Wow, perfect birdie. It's like it's not even like comprehensible how sick it is what she's done. Do you think she'll play Solheim Cup in September? Well, that this is another thing. Oh my god, imagine that. We'll talk about Ryder Cup in a minute as well because it's part of me me bust. But I mean, Salam Cup, yeah. When you look at the American team, obviously Jennifer Cup chose likely going to be in the team as well, isn't isn't it? Smoked. <laughs> <laughs> like next one, Jess Jess Corder's out injured, isn't she, for the season? So she won't be playing in it. She normally plays, but Nelly will be playing. You the match? She could actually she... just qualify in it. Well, this is what I'm saying. You know, oh she, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> She's gonna. She's there's plenty of majors. No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like it's exciting isn't it to see well, what the, what's, where we talk about transcending the game. It's people are going to be tuning in now to watch to see how she gets on. Yeah, and if she wins again, then that's when you start seeing the trends of like, wow, yeah, something's happening here. It's crazy, isn't it? Not half yet. What's your bogey? My bogeys. We touched on it last week. The open zone in live. So. Obviously, you've got your bottom four, haven't you? That we talked about last week that are going to get relegated. Yeah. We've got like we've got the process. The top three are coming up from the international series and and whatever. But that open zone, if you finish between twenty fifth and forty fourth, yeah, like you've either got to leave or be forced to join a new team. You can't just like stay where you are. I just feel like that's a bit like has that been officially? And I know we, we that was yeah, I read it today. Has yeah. it been officially yeah. announced now? Yeah. yeah, okay. That's why it was me bogus. I'm thinking. All right, you haven't done the. Say fin- your team finishes third, but you finished twenty sixth. You've had an all right middle of the packer, and you're forced to move teams. It's just a bit like I don't know. I think it might rattle the apple cart. But can a bit. your t- can your team keep hold of you though? I know it says it says like it says forced to join a new team or be cut from the series for twenty twenty four. Wow. Fact check, but it's I've actually copy and pasted the exact words there. Surely your team can keep you though. Don't know. Your captain's getting an exemption as well. Obviously, we said that last yeah, week, we didn't did, we? But, yeah. like, what if your t- what if you finish like you say twenty fifth, but your team wins the thing? That's this is what I'm saying. This right? Surely they're not going to cut it. Honestly, it says. Yeah, it says here exactly these words: twenty fifth and forty fourth place, 
25th to 44th place in the standings will enter what's called an open zone. This will mean either being forced to join a new team or be cut from the series for 2024. I was like, what? Yeah, I need to fact check on that, don't I? They, they What's the source? Zach words, the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like Golf News Monthly or whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll double check that, but it, like, that's what it said. Yeah, sure, I, I, I think that's a bit unfair, isn't it? Well, it's, I, that's exactly why it's me bogey, because yeah. I'm like, what? You can't just have somebody finishing 26, 27, their team win. You're getting, you're getting perks of the 50 million overall team prize, and it's like, oh, by the way, you're gone next year. This You've got to keep saying. the winning teams together, haven't you? This date, that is exactly why it's me yeah. bogey. Obviously, if you come for top bottom four, fair enough, or whatever, but... Interesting. Interesting. We'll watch that space when Liv officially announced it because the official announcements will come from Liv, won't it? Liv not announced it, no. Not on their website, no, but it's like since yeah, down there. That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we haven't that. Okay. It, my bogey is just how difficult golf is. Right. And I'm generally talking about the Billy Horschel interview after each ah, shot. Right, yeah. Going into Defender's title and just like what 12 months can do. Obviously, goes and wins the memorial last year, comes in to defend, and then ends up shooting 12 over first round. Emotional saying that, like, you know, it's tough right now and I'm working really hard. And I was just like, golf is a, such a lonely sport, isn't it? And like, it's so difficult for players. Yeah, of like, course. You know, yeah. You could turn around and say, oh, yeah, but he's doing all right financially. But like, you can see that his passion. Yeah. Is, to, is to be up there and win because there's only he's so it. like so much that like, once you've bought everything and you've done it like and you're still at it it's you just want you're doing it because you love it to do well and when you come in as defending champ you just want to like make sure that you you put up a good defense like half title. a good one yeah, yeah. like open did you have a 13 no I'm not sure there was somebody who had a 13 someone had 13 yeah. it wasn't on him I'm not sure. He's missed six cuts this season, though, so really is struggling. Yeah. Obviously, Ryder Cup here. Yeah, he missed out on the Ryder Cup selection last year, didn't he? So that last time out, um, he didn't get the pick, did he? No. So, you know, it, that's obviously playing on his mind. He probably would have wanted to give that a shot, wouldn't he, and go over to Roma and compete for Team USA. But, yeah, it's me bogey. It's just like how difficult golf can be sometimes and seeing his reaction to that made me think, fucking hell. It's all it's the money in the it. world, but like when you golf struggle, when you golf to struggle, it's a struggle, isn't it? It is. Mate. We know all too well. I know. What did you actually bust? go through our golf? Did we? We didn't know. No. We went straight into the golf news, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll do it later. What's your bust? My bust is Mickelson's Twitter rant. You know, I was. Think, I know it's like cool, it's funny yeah. and that, but like I don't know. I was I was toying that up. I've gone for Rory's comments, but they do touch on each other because he comes at Rory, doesn't he? Like that's like saying, oh, like Rory, like if he wants to break, he could join Liv, but we don't, we couldn't put up with his BS. And I get that he's like trying to have a little dig, but then even like the Brandel Shambly Shambly thing, trying to get him on like Piers Morgan and all that, and live London. It's just like I don't know, is he like trying to like get more media attention, or does he just have one of them mental ones again? He's going to go missing again. Well, this is it. Yeah, I think when he said what he said last time, and then he went missing off social media for a bit, and he slowly. Feel like he's slowly get got his getting his mojo back. back. Yeah, he yeah. Is, isn't he? Yeah, and now he's at it. Yeah, he's at he's it. At everyone it's, it's, now. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's good to see him back. But I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, man, man, obviously similar comments. It's about the live thing, but what Rory said again. He's obviously said that he'd like to see Brooks in the US team, but none of the European players. Um, he said, I certainly think Brooks deserves to be on the United States team. I think with how he's played. 
He's second in the US standings and only played two count events, which is fair enough. Your form is your form. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's then said, I don't know if there's anyone else on the live roster that would make the team on merit on how they're playing, which, you know, I disagree with that when, you know, Thomas Peters is playing all right, isn't he? Mm. There's a potential for him. Um, I have feelings about the European team and the other side and sort of how things transpired. And yes, I don't think any of those guys should be part of the European team. So my bust is your you represent Team Europe, mm-hmm. yeah. So why are you getting involved and in saying like an American player is playing really well? I want to see him on their team because he's playing really well when that's your competition. I know, and, and uh, sorry, go on. And I was just going to say, and like you know, there is players on Liv's roster like her. Eugene Ochikara, who okay, mightn't be playing the He's best. He's in the open zone, that. That's what I mean. He won last year. <laughs> he won last year in an event, didn't he? So there's something about him. Of course. And yeah. it only takes a like something to click and you know, you're you're back playing well, Sergio mm. Garcia. I mean, I I'm, I'm i it is me bush, but I'm mixed about it because I half agree with him. Whereas like there is certain players who are playing on live now who are not playing well enough to get in the team when you compare it to everybody else. But just to give it the blanket. No one in Europe should be playing, but Brooks should be playing in America when he's supposed to be representing Team Europe. What do you think he should be an advocate for fucking leg Brooks? Either that, or if he's saying we well, he should be, if if Brooks is playing really well and that's the team that you're playing against, surely you don't want their best players on that team. That's what I'm saying. He should be like then. saying we like don't know Brooks, like yeah. Bam Brooks and all that. Or if he's gonna say. Yeah, them like America are allowed to have live players. I agree with that. Then he should all be also be saying, um, live should be allowed European players. Yeah, and hopefully one of our guys steps up and prove yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, I like that. That's but he's like come out with the truth, and he basically saying like, no one's playing good enough. It's like yeah. I said, and I said it last week, a couple of weeks ago. Like you need Brooks needs to probably if he's win another the... live event and do well another major or yeah. even two it's majors. Gonna be, it is going to be difficult for anyone. At live to get in the Ryder Cup team, and but but it, it, it also you li- you li- listen to Ram's comments as well, and Ram said that he's disappointed that he won't be seeing Sergio Garcia in the team. So yeah. it's it makes you think as well, like what's the comrades you're going to be like on the European? But then team? He, Ram also said, well, there's a couple of nice Spanish players like who are playing really well at the minute. So you're thinking like Larazabal, aren't you? Yeah, Larazabal. Yeah, you'd probably rather Sergio, wouldn't you? Or would you? Ortegi. Ortegi. He's yeah. Playing well as well, isn't he? Sure, if he gets in the Ryder Cup, he's done a job, lived a job here, man. Yeah, like played live, experienced one, one on the DP World Tour. Yeah. Didn't he win? A, what did he win? He didn't win a co-sanction, did he? When? Oh, it's last year. Um, it was one of the Spanish ones, wasn't it? He won a. Oh home, yeah, didn't he? It was it? Yeah, it was like a Spanish swing. He was, he, one there was, he was up there. I remember when they were going to that thing with the Scottish Open? I think some him and someone else were up there, and we we were talking about them like. Winning a, like doing that, then winning a PJ Tour, DP World Tour, and then like imagine he made the Ryder Cup as well. Yeah, he's like done everything. smashed it, and yeah, 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 tasted it all. Little piece of everything, yeah. But you know, even you know, we'll come on to to reviewing the golf now, and we, we'll talk about the Porsche European Open first, only because on the point of the Ryder Cup, you know, another twenty year old, the new Mister Hollywood in town, as we as we can call him now, um, yeah. McKibben. Getting like, his first win in 26 starts. This is 26th out on the DP World Tour. The sixth tied for the lead within that final round. 
you know, and he's taking on yeah, two Germans in that, front of the that's home That's the maddest part, isn't it? Yeah. That is the maddest part. And you see his approach shot into 18 as well, taking that shot on with water there. I know. There's a lot of there's a lot at risk. You've got a one shot lead. You drop it in the water. You you potentially don't get in the playoff. He knocks on the green, makes the birdie, wins by two in the end. But you know, risk reward. But for me, that's like if you're winning, if you're going out against that level of competition, like Jordan Smith was up there. There's a few decent top players. You got a couple of Germans in the mix in yeah. Germany, so the fans are going to get right behind them. As a 20 year old who's a rookie on the DP World Tour. You know, and there has been a bit of hype about him, mainly because mainly because of his golf quality. But there's also that Rory yeah. played the same course as him. Is it is it the next Rory coming yeah. through? Um, but I, you, you know, if you're getting that over the line, and you're winning in that sort of environment as a 20 year old, you know, by the time you're 24, you, somebody like him, if not before, is ready to win a major. I think. Well, that's it. Like it was, but even when they, there was obviously six of them tied for the lead, he come out, and not only was he three under through the first nine, he'd also missed two little tappings, and he'd went for every single pin, and like he just come out to win it. Aggressive golf, aggressive. That's exactly and how Rory played exactly, yeah. And he, he messed up on the backhand. He had a bogey on eleven and thirteen, didn't he? Yeah. But they were his first. That was his first on eleven. That was his first bogey in twenty holes. Yeah. But then, like, obviously, they all leveled up about seven under. I think because there's like th- yeah. three par fives and quick success on the backhand. So Kiefer and what's his name Kiefer, it Maximilian Kiefer, Maximilian Kiefer, yeah. And and Seam were like seven under with them. So you're thinking. Experience going to take over a bit more of a seam. He's been playing well. He's won this year. Yeah, and then that's as you say that shot into eighteen. But when you hear him talk about it, he's like, "Yeah, it was a difficult shot, but really, I was just going for the right hand side of the green, and I knew if I turned it over, it'd go further. So the water was out of play. So although it looked very difficult for him and his shot shape and the way he knows his game, it was actually the easier shot than laying up in it in a wedge over the water." Yeah. And I was like, well, there point. you go. Yeah, there you go. Dad on the bag, crying his eyes out. That's it. I know. Emotional scenes. Well, now it was class to see. And like you say, yeah, the only thing that worries me now is when are the PJ Tour going to come knocking and taking? Oh, exactly, yeah. You know, you build these you build these kids up and, you know, the PJ Tour will love to take someone like him. They yeah, just tough regard. Yeah, you start getting all sponsor exemptions and all that. Get a few invites over, yeah. yeah. Mm. But, you know, that shot into 18, right? You'd say that was the shot of the tournament, wouldn't you? No, not you and out the you bunker. Out the bunker. Oh my! When I first seen him do it, and he because he, he done one a bit early on the first round, and he'd knocked it to about six foot. I can't remember if he knocked the put in on the way back and got up and down, but then to hold it out the bunker and put in it, I was like, "What is going on there?" But again, seeing him talk about it, and he's like, "I have done it in practice, done it in, and he went, it rolled well, didn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "You legend!" But they're the type of characters that I don't know. Obviously, we've got a. A personal relationship with with you and haven't we? Because he's been on the pod and stuff, and we do back him. But even if we didn't, they're the type of personalities that you need on the tour, isn't it? Yeah. Like you see him with his interview with Inti and they were singing and yeah, doing the songs yeah, the week. Like that's exactly like, what you that's want. That's what see. you want. Exactly that. Yeah, that's that's the type of stuff that's going to grow the tour. Like players like McKibben staying on the tour and maybe winning two or three times and breaking into the. Mm-hmm. Ryder Cup team unexpectedly from nowhere. Alex Fitzpatrick's getting a few starts. He's the Fitzpatrick's name's a household name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, that might me and Matt might come over and play a few events to, to see his brother. You know, I think that's what the tour needs to 
to try and hang on. But unfortunately, you know, if McKibben goes and wins a couple of times and he's looking like he's going to play the 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 Ryder Cup, the PJ Tour are just going to invite him over. And, you exactly. know, there's nothing he can do about it because it's more world ranking points for him. It's more money for him. It's a chance to play with and against Rory, who's yeah. obviously his, his hometown hero, isn't it? So, of course, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's just the, the the way golf is at the moment, isn't it? I suppose. No, no. It's like we like we said. Like you should share the love between all the big players and all the three big tours, four big tours. If you bring yeah. the Asian tour into it, and get them moving around. It's only going to get uh, more separated now, isn't it? When you've got no, the designated it. events and you've got the two tiers on the on the PGA tour, they're going to want the top at the top on the designated, and then they're going to want a little mini tour to try and get into them events before yeah, no. you even look at DP or Corn Ferry or Asian. Horrendous, unfortunately, yeah. But no, it was, a good, it was a good event that the fans came out, you know, and it was a tough course. I was thinking, you know, three par fives to finish in the last four holes. Yeah, we're going to see a low one. Yeah, but so tough them calls before it. Like, I know nobody was really ripping it up. But that's another good thing about that McKibben. I was going to mention is it's not as though like he just had a shock low round and got himself into contention. He was in contention from the first day. Yeah. So to compose yourself and stay up there and then eventually get it over the line, it just speaks volumes for the lad, doesn't it? A million percent. Yeah. Memorial? Well, I was just about to say, on from like talking about Ryder Cup hopefuls to like a Ryder, the shoulder could be resting on the shoulders of like, (laughs) obviously you've got your John Rams and your Rory McIlroy's, but Victor Hovland is rise up from like US amateur up into um, winning now, winning five, what's his fifth? Victory. That was his fourth PJ fourth Tour. Fourth PJ Tour victory. But he's like won some basic tour event um PJ Tour event. Now he's won a designated yeah. major next. Like it's like what I said last week when I did say and you were telling me to back him now, but you know, I did say last week Victor Hovland's will win a major this year. Yeah, well I wouldn't I had him to win the open, so I just can't believe I never picked him this week. I wouldn't know what Patrick Cantley and Patrick Cantley, right? Yeah, do you know what he was doing so well? This is what frustrates me about the Fantasy Golf League, and we'll come on to the Memorial now, but just Cantley had a chance, shot eight over the weekend, out the points. Sheffield had no chance, and then shot, what was he, six under, seven under for the Well, he was three over on the butt, only made the cut, I think. So it was nine under for the weekend, wasn't he? There's like a 17 shot swing between our players there over the weekend. I know, and it's brought me within touching distance (laughs) of your ears. And even Putnam as well, like... We had was it was it Putnam we had was it Putnam we had Hadwin Hadwin sorry we had and pot two and he was coming third after the first round and then finished like double double and then made a triple on the last to Mister Miss the Cup by one so I could have been up there again this week I know but anyway the Memorial then Denny McCarthy before we go into Hovland and go into what he done it was a shame for him one and he even said he's heartbroken by it a... do you know what right okay it was a shame right. But he really had no business even being anywhere near there. His putter was on fire. Like it's not like he played boss. It's interesting you say that though. It's because... like you. Like no, but playing it's, against it's, you. you know what though? It I is, hate it. It is interesting <laughs> that you say that because at the opposite scale there, you've got Scotty Scheffler. First he's recorded. Green. He's recorded the worst ever strokes gained putting statistics since the records began this week for a top five finisher. Minus 8.49 strokes for put on display. Even and he was he seven, did... remember he was 70th last week after the cut. Yeah. Only Bo Hostler worse than him, but it, both Dead weeks. Dead last strokes gained put on. Both finishes... weeks, first tee to green, yeah. strokes gained. 
That's what I mean. T- so, you know, Scotty Scheffler would do anything for Denny McCarthy's. Oh, maybe Scotty, it'd be a 20 shot victory. Yeah. I know. T- this but, is... like, but that, that just shows you, like, like, uh, different golfs, don't it? Like, I'm decent tee to green, but shite on the greens, but you're like, no good tee to green and belter on the greens. It's like, yeah. not saying Denny McCarthy's no good, like, but he's, without that putter, he, he, he'd be nowhere in that, that's in that what's, tournament. That's what's quality about the game, though, isn't it? Like, you, you know, De- Denny McCarthy has finished, was it one shot or two shots ahead of Scheffler? Mm, well, Scheffler was end. six, I think so. Yeah, and seven under was the playoff, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's beaten by one shot. I, I'd love to know the putting difference in that, like physical, how many puts Denny McCarthy took compared to how many puts Scotty Scheffler took in physical terms. So just to see what that shot difference would be. Not the it's crazy, games. isn't it? Yeah. Well, he, on the first day, on the last day, sorry, there, he had 19 puts through the first 12. So he had a good few one puts and they weren't small puts either. They were no. like 20 footers for par all over the place. And then you've got, and how many, how many would Scheffler have had? I suppose he played over. No, he played, he, but he was, Scheffler was stiff, isn't he? That's, yeah. I'm so it's like, like, yeah, but he's not like, Scheffler's like, and it's like two foot and like, they, they were just birdies, like anything yeah. outside of foot, three foot, fucking danger zone. I've never seen, do you know, does this go back to the four put at August, does it? And it, he just never got over it. It must be, yeah. He's like, four put for the win, and he's just thought, fucking hell. I just don't know. Yeah. But on, on back to Denny McCarthy, though, like, you know, you look at that, and this is what, I mentioned before, didn't I, about golf being so difficult with the, the Billy Horschel incident. Like, Denny McCarthy has gone bogey-free for the for the first 17 holes on that day, and then for the first three days, hasn't made a bogey on 18. Mm. So, does all he has to do is make a par, which he's made all week, and then he obviously goes and bogeys it twice to lose. Back-to-back bogeys on that hole that he hadn't bogeyed all week. Golf is just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. What shows your nerves, doesn't it? Because the first tee shot... On the, in regulation was a big left. Caught nearly caught the water, didn't it? Yeah. And then his other one was a big right. Yeah. Why? And I, like obviously it was a bit of a dog leg, wasn't it? But it, that's just nerves, isn't it? That's just nerves taking yeah. over. Yeah. And well, then it cost you. So, we, I, I, and it's interesting that we spoke about obviously Scotty Scheffler, Tita Green, Denny McCarthy on the putting green, and now I want to talk about Rory before we move on to Hovland. Like every time he's got a wedge in his hand. He seems to make a bogey. It's crazy. It's like he's putting himself in the prime positions, gets a wedge in his hand and just can't control them. Yeah, but it's you reckon it's like, remember he worked a lot on his wedge game? Yeah, he changed but then he, But now he's changed his wedges. Like, and sometimes when you, like, I, like... The, I, the first probably, week he changed his wedges, he won in Dubai. I know, but that, that's, the, that's the point we're about to come on to. As soon as you change your putter or something like that, it works great for a minute. It because it knows yeah, the soul it needs of the golf to club. it need it knows it needs to impress you yeah but then it goes downhill because it's not embedded in in your forte. I was thinking, do you think? And I know obviously when he come off, Jack Nicholas pulled him, didn't he, and said we need to talk, we need to sit down and talk. I don't know what that could be about, whether it's his wedge game or whether it's something to do with live or whatever. I'm not sure, but um, do you think Rory is better laying back and going in with eight and nine irons? And I know that's not what people say. It's get it as close as you can control your wedges. But because his wedge game is so off at the moment, and I say so off, we're talking the difference between like world class and class, do you know what I mean? Mm. But his wedge game is probably class to poor, whereas T game is world class, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, you know, is he better? Maybe hitting a few three woods off the tee, maybe long, getting a two iron in there, hitting a two iron off the tee and 
give, giving himself a full nine iron in or a full wedge or a full eight iron. Or is he better just practicing his wedges? Like, and that is right, yeah. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, when one. it's not on, if you if you mess up with your wedge four or five times, like, do you say lay up to your favourite yardage on a par five? So why can't you do it on a par four? Yeah. They hit it. They, he could hit it within 10 yards with his three woods, can't he? Yeah. So he just hit it to whatever club he wants to hit in. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, you're right, you could do that. Just lay it back a bit and just see how you get on. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's that, that again goes back to the point of golf and onto Victor Hovland then, you know, we even seen a duff in there, didn't we? Yeah. You know, a little duff, <laughs> a little decel duff. A little duff. And then goes on to win. That's crazy, bro. A 12th always caused him trouble all week, though. I it? know. But you know, for Hovland again, like he, he was another one, like he, he held like a 20 footer on the first for par. And then on the, on the third, like it was a par three. And honestly, like, did you see where his t shirt went? Which hole? The third. Yeah. Like a big snapper yeah, nearly yeah. onto the fourth tee. Like you're talking 50 yards away from where he wanted to be. And then he gets up and down. Yeah. But you know what? Like you, you look back. At most golfers who win golf tournaments, even when Tiger was doing it, Tiger was knocking twenty footers and eighteen footers in for fun. I know um, it's yeah, what right. you, it is what you need to do. No, like, it's like yeah, it's it's super necessary. Yeah, and that, that the reason Scheffler is finishing second and third all the time is because he's just not holding putts. Like it's scary to think what that lad will do if he gets the putter working. It's but, scary because Tita Green is just like it's ridiculous how well he's playing. But, and as well, do you know what I, I was speaking to? Because I played golf on Thursday with, with my cousin Liam. I was, I was like, you know what? I was putting great today. I just didn't have the long game. And I'm putting, he's like, Maddo, you can't put it all together like them boys do. But like, when you think about it, they don't still don't do it at the no. top level. They just do everything that bit better. So I mean, Rory's hitting a boss off the tee, can't use his wedge, putting okay. Scheffler's hitting it unbelievable. Tita Green can't use his putter. Danny McCarthy's playing okay. Tita Green, but unbelievable a putter. And then. Victor Hovland's just doing what he needs to do. Just grinding it out. Knocking a few putts in, making a few wayward shots, getting up and down. But PJ Championships last week was won, last year, was certainly it was won by JT with a shank. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's not about missing, it's about how bad your misses are. Isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And your recovery play, and obviously then that's when the mental side comes into it. How do you let that impact you? Do no. you laugh it off or do you let it ruin You've your You've got to get back up and get at it, haven't you? Like, yeah, of course. But you like Victor Hovland for me, like on that on that 17th, Nolan made a birdie all day and he holds that putt to, to make a birdie to close in on McCarthy. Yeah. And then, Jack mentioned that when he walked off as well, didn't he? Like, it was quite, it was just unbelievable because they even said, is anyone going to take the roof off this place? And then like Hovland nails and it's just like, what? Yeah, it was perfect timing, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to apply that bit of pressure, especially considering, you know, he did duff it and make a bogey on 12, didn't he? Which put him back a bit. And then obviously to that put him back to five under, didn't it? Mm. So two under and that stretch of holes coming in, a tough, tough holes, aren't they? So, well, he's the play, yeah, he's finished two under for the last four or last five, has he? Yeah. And he's shot that he's played the last three one under with like a gutsy put on 18 to. See, like to obviously what one to seal the deal, but the one in regulation play as well. Like, yeah, even Jack Nicholas even said, like, great putting there. And Victor's like, I don't want it again, yeah, he did. And then, like, you don't, like, you wouldn't want it. Well, that, you even you could even see it, like, like you say, going back on what Hovland said there, he even said when he'd finished about like how tough it was out there, and he's glad it's over. Like, it's what it must do to you, 
like mentally and drain you when you of course yeah, like... concentration levels you've got to be so accurate off the team when you go offline you know strategically to not make bogeys that was one of the t- one of the statistics we said didn't we about bogey, bogey avoidance avoidance yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So. but like Rory starting the day there isn't he in a, in a tie for first yeah chips in on the third to take the lead and, and then you're thinking runaway victory this and as you say, his wedge game let him down and just That's it. yeah, and you know it, it, it. But his wedge game's let him down, right? But he's chipped in like three times this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like what? Hey, it's more as approach. As approach play, wedge, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just can't seem to control them. I don't know what's going on with it, but you know, it, it's exciting, isn't it? Because if Rory can sort his wedge play out, Scheffler can sort his putting game out. You've got Hovland playing well in majors as well. You know, don't forget the big fella. John Ram, yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. You got John Ram, you got Brooks Koepka, who's going to be at the US Open as well. It, you know, obviously we've got the RBC Canadian Open this week, and then you've got the big one again, haven't you? The US Open, like, be a spectacle at US Open. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be sick. Yeah. Did you see? By the way, another thing. Did you see John Ram hold out for Eagle on the like? I think it was sixteen or something. No, he held out for the middle of the fairway, right? No, I didn't see that. So he hits this shot, like checks up, spins right, goes in the cup dead weight like a putt from like 160. And honestly, he threw his wedge in the air. He was one over at the time. He threw his wedge in the air and he's celebrating like he's just won the Ryder Cup. Like it was like <laughs> so unlike it was, wasn't like wasn't like he usually it. gives it like a come on. It was like yeah. I think it was like almost like sarcasm, like come on, I'm on the pad again. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. just it was just great, like to, to see Sometimes the energy. Sometimes when from you him. can't do something right and then you do something and it go and yeah. Bit of like when Tag used to like knock a 20 foot in for Bailey on the last to shoot like one over and he'd just go <laughs> yeah, like yeah. get away whatever yeah like well that was a great tournament though it was it always is isn't it yeah tough one I mean we'll come on to the RBC Canadian Open in a bit which has a tendency to be a little bit easier even though they have changed the track so, so we don't know what to expect really but before we do the Scandinavian mixed is back history again yeah another but like the the noise that she made when she done this, it it was like a uh, yeah. But the noise that Rose Zhang made, like a woo. Hit <laughs> <laughs> <Get> myself down. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you get like that's the difference. I had to go big there. Yeah, I tried to go lower with the first one. Yeah, you're right. But like, it, yeah, but it it goes back to the build up, isn't it? And that's what's so good about the American college system and the setup. Is like they build these players up as amateurs. Did, did Ling Grant go to America? I don't think she did, did she? Not too sure. I'm not sure, but she definitely weren't a world number one golfer no. as an amateur, even though she was talented. But like Ling Grant sort of slowly worked her way up and then had a few wins on the LET and then got this big win. Whereas it was all eyes on Rosang this week. Yeah, no, definitely. For her to, to go like, it's like Rosang has finally turned professional, even though she's only 20. Everyone's been like, the girl's been world number one for so long. She's won the NCAA back-to-back, the Augusta, and everything else that comes along with it, breaking Tiger's records. She finally turns pro. It's like all eyes on this kid. What can she do at that level? Then goes on and win it. You're right, it is like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but Link Grant won a nine-shot victory. I know, that's what I was about to say. That's why it was probably more than a woo one. It was yeah, a bit yeah. more like it was It was noisy, but it was... It was great at the time. It, like it, it, it wasn't like transcendent good it's how you go on from there though isn't it like you win yeah. a, you win an event by nine if she goes on to win two or three more 
Yeah. You know, and then goes over to the LPJ tour and wins one or two and then performs well in the major. Then you can be like, wow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's how you follow on. But from she, that. she was coming into that event, like, not obviously hometown favourite, but she'd won a couple, hadn't she? Or she'd done boss on the. Uh, on the LET. I don't think she finished outside the top 10 or something, had yeah, she? That's what it, yeah, on the LET, she was dominated that. It was Aaron Meyer Stark, weren't it, last year? Both of them, yeah. the Swedish yeah. girls, just at it. And obviously, they both. I know Maya Starks applying a trade regularly now on the LPJ tour. I'm not sure what Lynn Grant's doing at the minute, whether she's playing regularly on the LPJ tour. But no, she thinks she's still LET, you know. Did she stay at LET? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but she has got a LPJ tour card, hasn't she? Not too sure. Sure, she won the. She might be. She might fact be. Check, yeah, but yeah, no. Fact check. Um, I'm only just. I'm only just getting it into me women's golf at the minute. <laughs> Roseanne, give you that. Rose bit Zang, of a boost. <laughs> um, but. Jana Melikovic and Meg McLaren in the yeah, field this week. I know. Should, be, should have got the call. Should be over there in the bags. I know. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on those two, see how they get on. We caddied for them over in Saturday. Saturday yeah. yeah. It's the inaugural at the Aluna Golf and Country Club, Stockholm, Sweden. It's changed. So, But it's 6,819 yards. Is that? Same tees. Did they play that last year? No, it's different Different tees, yeah. yeah. They play different tees, don't they? So that'll be the men's yardage, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did previously host the Scandinavian Enterprise Open, though, for, for four years, from 83 to 87, this course. And um, it was a European tour venue. And past champions are Sam Torrance, who won in 83, and Ian Woosnam, who won in 84. So it has got a bit of history, this course. Right, yeah. Didn't know that. I just knew that it was hosting this event for the first time. No, it's the first time. Oh, it is yeah, the first yeah. time it's doing this one. Yeah, it was, um, we were going to go last year, weren't we? Book flights yeah. and everything, just cancelled them. Sick, that one, eh? Yeah. But it says it's on the situation on the banks of Lake Ulna. It looks heavy, doesn't it? Plenty of water about. I know. And I guess Sorenstam's in the field. But she's the host, isn't she? Yeah. But like, I didn't know if she played last year, but I thought she'd just, I yeah. think she'd keep on doing it every year. Like, obviously, Michelle Wee was the host this week, but yeah. on the sidelines, wasn't she? But exactly, yeah. They've brought it, I've seen they've done a little substitution, haven't they, as the poster boy. They've took Stenson out and put Norrin in. Norrin in, yeah. Seen that. Ten-time uh, European tour with Alex Norrin's here. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, only because Stenson's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know he had all sorts of problems, Stenson, didn't he? I think, did he get dropped from some sort of federation in Sweden for yeah, long well, to live, wasn't it? Obviously, he lost his Ryder Cup captaincy and things, so... Yeah, nice. they have to get someone in, and it's a big name to get in. He's playing as well, and he, yeah, Alex yeah. Norrin, yeah, obviously. All the boys are playing as well, yeah. aren't they? All the main boys, you and uh, Richie Mansell, Baldwin, Hilly Kiddle, yeah, Hilly Kiddle. They're all in the field, yeah. They're all in the field this week, yeah. No, it's always a good event in the co sanctioned events with the, the LET and the DP World Tour 78 male and 78 female playing off different tees. And there's a cut after two rounds, isn't there? There's a two-round cut. I'd say so. Like, pretty new, normal, aren't it? I always remember one of these being a three-round cut, but I can't remember which one that was. Oh, no, where they play, like, and then... No, what they do they is... They different courses. And, they, and then they play on the other courses the last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one. So this is just That's the two. ISP. You and one that, didn't that, you? The that ISPS is, hand there, is, yeah. yeah. No, let's um, get on to the RBC then. And we've briefly mentioned it, haven't we? The 25 points is all that I need. A bit more than 15. You. 15 points is more than you 15, this yeah. week. Well, before we go into the RBC, I just want to give an update then. So, Rich Healy leads 930 points. He's That's on. a joke, that. Yeah, he's, he, do you know what, though? Michael Dahl's caught him. Um, not completely, but he got 200 points this week. Michael, he's on 765, closely followed by Greg 
on 760. So Greg's in third place. I know Liam's in fourth place, but Liam's missed a couple of weeks, hasn't he? Liam's missed uh, two weeks. Eh? Yeah. Liam's missed. Um, I'm in eighth place on 600 points. So I'm 165 from second. Obviously 330 from Rich. And you're 15 points behind me on 585 and 11th. So outside the top 10. Yeah, I am. It's coming, is it? Um, June Order of Merit. So, obviously, we had our first event for the June Order of Merit, the Memorial. Kyle Taggart, he won that one. He selected Victor Hovland and got David Lipsky and Pop 4. He finished tied 12th. So, got 245 points in total for this week. Wow. And the Dahl brothers, uh, Michael and Stephen, both got 200 points in there in the tie for second. So, obviously, the June Order of Merit, we've got the RBC Canadian Open and then we've got the US Open, which next week we'll announce what... The additional prizes are going to be for those ones as well. So, um, who's third and fourth in the Junos? A minute. Well, then asked who's third, who's fourth. Is it you? Yeah. No, it's not. I think it is. I don't think you. Or are. fifth. I'm very. I, I, I don't know. Right this week. <laughs> you did. I did. Honestly. No, yeah. no, you did. Yeah, just. Yeah. I think I'm. Honestly, think I'm fourth. Won't last long now. Yeah. I finished fourth last week for the whole month. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. You're only 15 points ahead of me, my mate. Do you know what, though, what I looked at? I'm the I'm the highest individual point scorer for one week. It's right. 200 and something I got. Yeah, well, week. what else I looked at, right? I know Liam's missed two weeks, but someone's had minus points for a week, so really that non-week could have been a bogey where he could have got minus, so he actually didn't do himself a massive disservice. Yeah, four missed cuts is minus 15. Isn't yeah, it? You know, exactly, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like... None isn't default, the worst, we? is it, over the season, if, if if that happens to someone? We might have to introduce that, might we, as a little default. Yeah. Yeah. But now the game's being received well, isn't it? It's received you know, well, mate, people, yeah. yeah. We need to get a few it. more people in the major ones, I reckon, and then get, build them up for the August. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think bigger prizes entice people more, don't they? Yeah. You know, I think at the moment we're just sort of feeling it out, and it's a bit yeah. of a... It's a bit of a um, pilot year, isn't it, to see how we... To see how, the system works, but as I say, it we're is. comfortable now that it's all working well. Aren't yeah, it so seems to be going. The system good. seems to be going well, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm ahead of you, which is all good. Yeah, Rory McIlroy closed with a 62 last year, um, and then dropped the mic in his post-tournament interview by saying, "One more than someone else." Yeah, three Pete's going for. Mm. It was three. Was it three years? He didn't play this for. He won one, didn't he? he? Was at 19. Didn't play 20 and 21, and then he won it last year. They missed it for two years because of COVID. Oh, because of COVID, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's ha- like, I don't know if we spoke about this, but I think we've only spoke about it last year, but the longest ever holder of a tournament. Well, it must be. Yeah, he's had this for what? Four years now. I know, because Tiger's won like five in a row, isn't he? Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Modern era, <laughs> post Tiger era. Since 2019. Yeah, if Rory wins this, he can have that crown. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mentioned there, didn't I? Obviously, a challenge in a few weeks on the PJ Tour. So, hopefully, this is a welcome. What have you picked him, have you? What? Have you picked him, have you? Who? Rory. I haven't, actually, no. Oh, no. Thought, have you? No, no. I just thought when you were saying it's been a challenge in a few weeks for him, this will be a welcome. No, I mean, challenge in a few weeks just on the PJ Tour and generally being some brutal course, haven't you? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, Rory's had a few bad weeks, so hopefully... You get it over, you'll the get line. over the line, yeah, yeah. No, see, I, I obviously there's not much to go on this course. It's at Oakdale Country Club, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. a new a new venue for the for the tour. You got the yardages for me: seven thousand two hundred and sixty-four yards, past seventy-two. I always rely on you for that. Um, 
yeah, as I say, they always float about, don't they? So it's the the heading to Toronto, Canada, Oakdale Country Club for this one. Um, final event before major number three next week. It is for the US Open. Michael Bloch is looking for a PJ Championship performance rather than a Charles Schwab performance for the next installment of the Block Party. How do you think he'll do? Well, I hope he goes and wins it, to be honest. Oh, you picked him again. <laughs> <laughs> what pot was he sliding in? Four. Was he pot yeah, four, was yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see that. And uh, also, Matt Fitzpatrick's looking for the RBC double as well this year. They've got like a little thing where if, if you win the Heritage on this, it's called the RBC double. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's um, it, the setup here features three nine-old courses, doesn't it? 27. So what they've done um, for this week's tournament... So they've taken four holes from the Thompson nine, five holes from the Hominuke nine, and they take the full Hudson or Nudson nine, um, which is included as the back nine. So they've taken holes from each of the three nine-hole courses to create the 18-hole championship course. So it's, yeah, be interesting to see um, how that plays out. Yeah, Matt. No Canadian golfer has won it since Carl Keffer in 1914. Going back. Who is he? Before 1914. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to clue is. <laughs> but, like... Was there only Canadians playing in that one? That's how far I, 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 that you're going back for. you got a Canadian winner. Corey Connors, I think, had a tied fifth last year. He was, yeah. And Mike Weir was the closest. I was going like, to say, Mike Weir, he probably would have been six. Yeah. I think he becomes second or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Adam Hadwin had a bad second round there, didn't he? But he's always up there, isn't he? Oh, you've got him, have you? Not picked him either. No, okay. Right then, should we get into it? Go on then. So, I've got no history to look back on this course whatsoever, so I've basically just done this on form. Uh, Okay. What have you done on? I've gone on approach, total driving, and putting average. Okay. Because that can go anywhere, that can't it? Yeah. If you hit the fairway and you approach it well and you put well. Like that, that's just that's just that. If you're an all round great golfer, yeah. you've got a great chance of winning. Some of the stats that you get, get like best one and left rough percentage and all that, it's like, come on, yeah, best consecutive. I, I have, yeah, I've been looking at some stats. Like, you want me to go first? Go on, I have gone for Tommy Fleetwood. You have not, I have 20 to 1. That's mad, yeah, just on form alone. Uh, prior to missing the cut to the Charles Schwab. He had two top 20s in a row. He's 10th in strokes gained total and 46th in strokes gained putting. So he's he, he is playing well. And like you've said in the past, he is trending. And he's just, he's it's close just to driving though, isn't it? He's out the top 200, I think, in, like, in driving accuracy. Yeah, but I had a little look at the pictures on this course and it doesn't look like there's, it looks like you can, you know what I mean? There's room, like. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that's what, like, every, every time, because I always pick Tommy, don't I? Like, yeah. But. It's his driving accuracy and his driving off the his T-ball t- game. <laughs> he had a week off, I need to, to yeah, sort Yeah, out. I know. It's mad to have a week off and then on the elevated event and then... If you're driving it bad, that course is not where you want to be. Of course. No, I know. I know. But it's like it's a, it's a flagship event, really, isn't it? Memorial, Jack's Place, like, mad. Yeah. Who's your pop one? I've gone for... Justin Rose, never picked him. Never picked him in my life. Interesting. I was just looking like he's twenty. He's playing well. Like he's playing well. That's I mean, he's he fourth year last I year. Didn't see him as a pot one. Eh? Justin Rose. I mean, so, as a pick. Oh no, I know. I know, no, I, know 
I know. I know he should be in pot one, but I just think I know. But there's probably... no Scheffler, there's no Ram, Rory's a crab. Like that Ludwig, Ludwig, um, A-Berg. world number one. Yeah, he was in pot one. He's fifty to one. Him. This is what I mean. Like there was some howlers in pot one. Michael Theobiorson as well. He's good, exactly he? pot one though. It's like come on. Yeah. Like there's no Scheffler, there's no Ram, Rory's. Like I would, I just wouldn't put my money on Rory at the minute. And then I was looking at Till Hatton and I thought I don't really like him to be honest. And then Fitzpatrick playing, isn't he? Yeah, Fitzpatrick. And then I was looking at Tommy, and then I just thought, you know what? I looked at Rose for here last year, ninth and ninth and twelfth his last two starts, twentieth twentieth in approach, twenty seventh in putting average, and sixty fourth total driving. And he's twenty fourth in the FedEx, twenty eighth in the world. I thought, you know what? Here's a go with that. It's a tough one, this, isn't it? Because there's nothing to go off on the course, so you can't really position them into, like... Especially when you get down the pot, it's like... Yeah. Where do you go with it? What are you looking at? I know. Well, I, you just have to go on, like... I've just gone on... What have, what have said I was going to go on? <laughs> I've gone on Carson Young for pot two. Right, okay. Yeah, 175 to one. He's been good for me in pot four in May. I picked him twice in May, and he he done well for me both times. Uh, four of his last six events, he's placed in the top twenty. Nice. Yeah, he's missed two cuts in the other events, like. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, when you pick someone, you keep an eye on them, don't you? And try and watch them if they get a bit of air time. But he doesn't make too many mistakes, to be fair. And he's when he has missed the cut, he hasn't missed it by much. So solid four rounder if he can make the cut. I your pot. It was your pot three last week. Straight. Um... Brambley, Bra- yeah, he was in. I was looking at him. He won. He finished. He finished sixteenth. Yeah, that's he was in part two as well. One this week, I thought you'd, that you'd because uh, he was a. He He's moved up in the part. right direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've gone for Webb Simpson. Yeah, hundred and ten to one. How's he playing at the minute? Him. I haven't got his form, but he's 50th in total driving, 57th in putting average, and he's 72nd in approach. Do you know what? He's very streaky. He, I've just remembered. He's made ten cuts and missed ten cuts. He missed the he didn't he missed the cut last week and he, he had a good finish in the PGA or no right like sixteenth or something or twentieth. Missed cut in part two minus five. <sighs> Heavy that. Not missing the cut with that driving and putting. Um, part three. I've gone a bit outside the box here because so have I. Um, I've gone Ryan Gerrard. Who three hundred and fifty one. He actually. And his temporary status the same week as Nikolai Hoygaard. He's one of these young golfers oh, yeah. who's like a bit of a rising star of the PJ Tour of give this temporary um, exemption to. And he has been playing well all season, to be fair, with the opportunities he's had. And I just think with a with a new course and a, a more weakened field, he'll be wanting to like sustain his mm. PJ Tour card and get it fully. So he'll be highly motivated in these type of events when he gets his opportunities to take them. And the way he's being playing, I've just taken a punt on him in this week, really. No, yeah. As soon as he gets down to three and four, it's slim pickings, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've gone for Austin Smotherman. Good golf. Yeah, Two hundred and fifty to one. He had a twenty first last week. His approach is one hundred and thirty seventh. His driving total driving is a hundred, and he's sixty seventh in putting average. So not horrific stats for two hundred fifty to one. Like, but I think it'd be enough. All right for a made cut. That he's good. Yeah, he's had uh, top tens in the past. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully he doesn't this week. <laughs> uh, Puff four, uh, again, someone I've picked in the past and he's done well for me. So I just went with that same um, thought process. Trevor Cohn. Right. Yeah. Uh, last time I picked him, he was at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He finished 23rd 
just outside top 20 would have been some good points for me. Um, it was 15 under for the tournament, and that was his last event that he played in. So form-wise, he's obviously doing well, and that's why I've given him another go this week. Belter, I've gone for the bounce back, blocky block party. Let's block go. Party, let's go. Yeah. I hope he does bounce back. To be fair, his stats are um, driving distance not the best. Uh, approach tee to green, putting, wedge play, world left class. fringe play, world class. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope he does come back. To be fair, even though you have picked him, it's, it'd be good to see him in contention because of what he does to the to the tournament. Just as character, everyone alone. gets like yeah. behind them, don't they? But, the but you know what? Party. Like everyone's like, if everyone does get behind them now, like it's like even myself. Like obviously, he shouldn't have said his comment. He was stupid, but like the media now, do you like bigging them up? And they slammed them down, and they can't oh, big them back up, or can they? Yeah, that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, get to the top, and then we'll bring you back down. To we'll you. Throw you back up there. That's it. Why not? Like a roller coaster. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. That's it, brother. Right then. Well. Interesting to see how them picks pan out then, because, yeah, I say there's not much to go for. Justin Rose against Tommy Fleetwood. Who's your pot two? My pot two Webb Simpson was Webb Simpson. Young, Austin Smotherman against Ryan Gerrard, and Blocky against Coney. Mm. Interesting. Hope you've all enjoyed the podcast, and we'll be back next week to review everything. See you all soon. Ciao. Thank you.